This is Melissa. And this is Kat. Uh, we are, we are going to skip, uh, this, this week. Yeah. Because this is our podcast and like, we can really do whatever we want. Yeah. <laughs> but it works out for you guys. Yeah. We're going to give you a little taste. A little taste. <laughs> oh my. Someone's in a silly goofy mood. <laughs> we are going to give you, uh, one of our Harry Potter episodes. A Patreon exclusive. Yeah. So over on the Patreon, we've done all eight Harry Potter movies. We sure have. They're pretty much the best episodes. <laughs> yeah. I um, they're pretty funny. But yeah, we're going to give you, I guess, number one. I guess I could really just pick. really toss yeah. one random out there and give them the incentive to the hear the rest of, of them. <laughs> <laughs> that one was a pretty good one. It's a good yeah. movie and it's a good episode of ours. <laughs> yeah. But I guess we'll be nice and give you the first one. Yeah, we'll give you the first one. The Sorcerer's Stone. The Chamber of... What's the first one? The Sorcerer's the Stone. The Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. I don't know why. Those two are interchangeable for me. I feel like you can watch them in what any, is it? any in the order UK? you want. The, the Philosopher's Stone. Philosoph I don't know why I said Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> don't know who the Apprentice is. Is it Sorcerer, maybe? Maybe. Like the Sorcerer's, Sorcerer's apprentice? apprentice? Maybe. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is. Oh my God, he actually pops Stone. up. <laughs> Don't do it, Harry. <laughs> I don't know why Mickey's also British. <laughs> what if in the middle of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, like the Sorcerer's Apprentice, just please, somebody make that movie for me. Yeah. I mean, there's a wizard in that. There's a lot of... Oh, you mean in the in Sorcerer's the, Apprentice? In the Sorcerer's, yeah. I was talking about Harry Potter. I was like, there's a lot of wizards <laughs> in Harry Potter. It's the whole it's fucking premise. <laughs> the whole Except movie. for like fucking Vernon and... The Dursleys. <laughs> Petunia, fuck that bitch. Well, because Wizard is is um, the masculine, right? Unfortunately, yeah. They made it to where it's You gendered. know what I think about a lot? This is a long intro. In like <laughs> Spanish, there's like gender terms. What are we going to do with the... Do they, are they coming up with new ones over there? I don't know. I'm sure they are. <laughs> over there. <laughs> well, they have like they, them. Yeah, but I'm saying... Like for, words themselves. Yes. Yeah. Like for like aunt and uncle. Like what are you saying? I think some people are still using like... Like I know people that have like they, them pronouns, but they still call themselves like so-and-so's girlfriend or so-and-so's boyfriend just because yeah, there's mean, not really mean, another novio, term. Novio. mean novia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get back to us. <laughs> the yeah. Spanish speaking world. I gotta know. I'm dying to know. <laughs> anyway, this is um, Harry Potter. I don't even know we named this episode. It's probably something silly and goofy. It, as it always is. Okay. Enjoy. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Do, 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 <laughs> the way people just did that with a straight face <laughs> i was dancing i don't know about you i was twerking for my life <laughs> oh my goodness that was really good is there anything more tragical than harry potter especially the first one i mean it's written by a turf <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh jk joanne isn't that her name yeah Joanne. A big yikes from me. What is wrong with her? These books were so incredible and so meaningful and felt so like welcoming. And they were literally like these books and movies are like the childhood of our generation. And then like she is 
a trash she's bag. She's not part of – she does not understand our generation. No. She messed up. Yeah. Yeah, she um, really kind of fucked herself over. Yeah, It's super crazy. Hey y'all. Hello. This is Melissa. And this is Kat. This is a Patreon exclusive. If I break Ooh, into that a, was good. That Did was you like good. It? Thank yeah. you. If I break out into a British accent, I do it all the time anyway, but it's definitely gonna happen a lot in this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's because this time we're here to tell you why. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Or the Philosopher's Stone is tragical. Exactly. I'm so excited we're doing these. Oh my gosh. This is like, these are gold. These are going to be the best episodes we've ever done. And only our beautiful, beautiful patrons get to hear it. It makes me so happy. (laughs) I'm so excited. I forgot how long these movies are too. Yeah. They're pretty long. (laughs) So we're going to do the first two movies and then we're going to do the other six in the future. Yeah couple months from now we'll see what happens we'll do them when we feel like it we Mm -hmm. definitely want to probably get them all out by the end of this year but we'll see what happens yeah would you like some fun facts i would absolutely love some fun facts about harry potter i got all of these from our beautiful internet movie database or from the harry potter lexicon which we just found out is a thing and we're obsessed i'm gonna read the whole thing i'm I'm so excited do you know how many web pages it probably is thousands probably Uh, i'm sure it's thousands yeah maybe hundreds there's of probably thousands. stuff about like each character which there's like there's, a bajillion characters there's like, things for every book for every movie for every character for every item for every spell like it is like a full i literally was freaking out i was like, i'm obsessed i can't believe i found this and i'm so excited okay, i'm so ready for whatever is about to come out of your mouth like i gotta like sit up and like i'm prepare. pretty sure i don't know how to link things in patreon but i will try to link them in the show notes question mark in the description for this patreon episode it'll be linked in there we'll figure it out right <laughs> Don't know how it works on Patreon yet. We've never done an audio episode for Patreon. So the Hogwarts motto, I'm going to butcher this. I so do ready. not know Is it Latin. Latin? Yeah. I, I can't not. Draco Dormiens Nunquam Telenandus. I have to try that again. That was not good. <laughs> Draco Dormiens Nunquam Telenandus. That sounds pretty better good. The yeah. Time. It means never tickle a sleeping dragon. How did I know sleep was in there? Which uh, I knew Draco meant dragon. Dormo something and sleep. Yeah, dor- dormience is sleep. Yeah. It means never tickle a sleeping dragon. I mean, that's a fair motto. Is that a, is that a motto? Yeah. What does that have to do with school? I, that's a great question. Are you sure? Like what? <laughs> Does that really what you pick? That was it. Okay. Maybe the four of them sat down and they were like, we'll each say a word and somehow make it into a thing. You know that freaking Slytherin said dragon. Freaking Hufflepuff said tickle. <laughs> I guess. They might have getting said there. <laughs> it might have been Ravenclaw that said tickle and Hufflepuff that said sleep. And then Gryffindor was just like, never. never. <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like that's how they came up. It was like a game of telephone. I gave it. I love to tickle a sleeping dragon. I feel like it'd be a good time. If you know what I'm saying. 
<clears throat> we have to talk about this bitch. I'm so sorry. But this is like kind of funny. Uh, J.K. Rowling revealed on her website, which nobody go to, that she was asked <laughs> to play Harry Potter's mother, Lily, during the Mirror of Erised scene. But she turned the role down, claiming that she is not an actress and would have messed it up somehow. And instead, it went to Geraldine Somerville. Good. I'm glad it went to Geraldine. Glad she wasn't in it because then she would have had to been in more of the movies. And she would have gotten like more Royalties, money. And, yeah. Oh, gosh. Freaking jk she definitely would have messed it up because she already messed up everything yeah she's a terrible actress i don't know that for a fact but i know we do we know she's a terrible a actress yeah platform nine and three quarters was filmed at king's cross but on platforms four and five jk rowling an idiot has admitted i added the idiot part has admitted <laughs> that she mixed up the layout of london's king's cross railway station when she assigned the hogwarts express to platform nine and three quarters reached by using magic between platforms nine and ten bitch we know that <laughs> We've seen the movie. It's also uh, kind of obvious. I know. What? She meant the location to be in the inner city part of the station, but 9 and 10 are actually among the rather less grand suburban platforms because she's a moron because she's a fucking idiot. No, I'm kidding. I'm roasting her so hard. <laughs> as we should uh the movie conformed to the book so the platform seen as nine and ten are in real life four and five however there is a platform nine and three quarter sign at king's cross um so if you go to king's cross station it's between uh platforms uh nine and ten but the movie was filmed between four and five because that's what jk had in her stupid brain i've seen like cute little photos because there's like a fake little like luggage cart yeah with, and you can like have like a scarf it's really cute oh, i've seen photos so of people using it yeah Robbie Coltrane, who is an icon. Miss Rubius Hagrid, <laughs> was the first person to be cast in this movie. Good for him. Can you just like also just I read so much. I don't have any of the casting like notes in here, I'm pretty sure. But apparently Rupert Grant just like wrapped a video about how he wanted to be Ron Weasley. Uh, Hermione's. Uh, I know, uh, right? Like, I love him. Hermione's acting coach or mentor, whoever was like, this girl's a spitfire. Like, I think she would be perfect for Hermione. So that's how she, she said she did like 10 or something auditions or something. Like, obviously, like this, this yeah. was going to be Harry Potter. Like, right. they already knew what this was going to be. Right. So she was she the whole time she was like, I was just going to the auditions. Like, I'm not going to get this. I'm not going to get this. They apparently did 5,000 auditions for Harry Potter, but the director was like, this kid from this movie, like, I want it to be, like, somebody like him. Like, I really like him. And then they were like, do you, do you just want him? Do you just want to get that kid? And he was like, yeah, I mean, if he's not, if he's not too busy and... Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. And Daniel was like, oh, yeah, I'll do, I'll, I'll be Harry Potter. <laughs> Sounds good. So 5,000 people auditioned and he was just like, no to all of them because he wanted one specific kid. Yeah, he was like, I kind of like this kid. Like, I like how this kid is. And they were like, do you we can get that kid probably and they were like oh okay isn't that so crazy and now he's been naked on the back of a horse and now he's yeah <laughs> good for daniel i know that's so crazy that hagrid was the first person cast yeah that's like, so oh my random gosh. can you imagine knowing you're about to be part of something like this like oh my god it just like i get goosebumps thinking about these movies because they're just so perfect yeah same all right. Uh, at the time of this movie, actually, Kat brought this up at the beginning of the movie, and I didn't remember this because obviously this the first movie came out when I was, what, like six years old or something like that. So um, 2001. I was six. Seven, seven. Six or seven. Six, yeah. At the time this movie was in production, only four of the seven books had been published. So I don't know if they had been... She's probably writing them. She probably, like, has a basic layout for all of the I books. Think, I think she knew since the very first one what she wanted to do with all seven books. Right. Like, for example, when the snake escapes from the zoo... Because because Harry makes the glass disappear and the snake in the movie is like thanks 
in like a weird voice but then in the seventh book it's nagini Nagini. and it's like an old woman who does not talk for she's she's over talking so we were talking about stuff like that where it's like i wonder if she already knew what she was gonna do with that character or if she really just didn't even know yet you know what i mean so it's just so crazy yeah that only four books were out Mm -hmm. out of seven when this first movie was in production yep that's so crazy to me. At the time uh, this movie was in production, only four of the seven books had been published. J.K. Rowling was retained as a consultant on the movie, LOL, of her own books, mm-hmm. not only to ensure consistency with the first book, but also to avoid conflicts for versions of later entries. See, that's what I'm talking about. She must have not known that she was going to make Nagini such a big part of the seventh book. Right. She didn't know yet. Oh my god, it's just so crazy. I think she did have a lot of ideas on a lot of the stuff. But yeah, little things like that, like Nagini having like a male voice in the first one. Like I definitely don't think like little things like that were like in her process. I'm sure she had a timeline in her head, but she didn't have every character and like every backstory worked out yet. Right. It has been confirmed that at least one line of dialogue was removed from the script to avoid a contradiction with the then unpublished Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Do we know what that is? No. I'm sure you can find it somewhere on the interweb. Oh, I wonder what it was. I love this fun fact. The last name Dumbledore means bumblebee in Old English. That's cute. You would love that. My name means honeybee in Greek. Melissa means honeybee in Greek. So I was like, oh my gosh, Dumbledore. We're just a couple of bees. Twinsies. Just a couple of bees out here. Producer and director Chris Columbus, not to be confused with the kind of founder of America, Christopher Columbus, has stated in interviews that he was disappointed with the visual effects in this movie, saying they were rushed and never up to anybody's standards and sought to improve them for Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets that came out in 2002. This did not, however, prevent the movie from being nominated for a Best Visual Effects Award. That's so crazy because literally at one point when we were watching it, I literally there was a point when Hedwig like lifts off and i literally said wow that looks so real and it just it didn't it didn't look real at all (laughs) or the whole quidditch match oh yeah that's that's not great but yeah now that i think about it the second one does actually look really good like that freaking giant snake holy crap just um voldemort on the back of (laughs) quarrel's head not good so bad not good speaking of owls three owls play hedwig their names are gizmo ook and sprout but mainly gizmo played hedwig Damn, that's cool. I didn't know that. Maybe there's like animal labor rights or something. Maybe. Oh my God. Do you think they died? How long do owls live? I I feel like owls live a long time. Okay. More than the length of a production of a movie. It was probably just because, yeah, it was like easier for them to like have them in probably different locations, like whether it was on the set or like in an outdoor set. You know what I mean? They probably had like different training too. Yeah. Like ones that can land on your arm and all of that. It's probably just different training. I guess so. In the trophy cupboard to the right of the Quidditch trophy, you can see the service to the school trophy who was awarded to tom riddle oh shit they just left his trophy in there after all he did and it was like right next to james potter's little quidditch trophy how you gonna leave that in there yeah that's uncomfy i did not notice that ever oh my god i know i want to watch it again now i'm like let's rewatch this movie that we've just been three hours watching just that part (laughs) just that part okay This 
is I have a couple more. I, I had so much fun with these fun facts. No, I'm, I'm so sorry. Half of these it. episodes are going to be fun facts, guys. I'm so here for it's it. It's so much fun. The statue of the humpbacked witch, which can be seen in the corridor leading to Fluffy's chamber, covers a secret entrance leading to Honey Dukes, a candy store in the nearby town of Hogsmeade. Who wrote these, guys? We know. We know what all. <laughs> We know where Honey Dukes is. The statue and entrance play pivotal roles in the third book, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, but was left out of the movie adaption. Uh, we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. That's how Sirius gets. They did not. The Marauder's Map is such a big deal in the books. And in the movies, it's so very like it's in very one scene. The Marauders in general are a huge part of all of the books. Yeah. And they don't even touch on them, period. That's very true. Yeah. If I if I ask somebody who had read the books tell me about the marauders you could probably talk for 10 minutes if i asked my mom who's only seen these movies she would be like what's a marauder who is that who even is that she wouldn't know bro i wish they would do like a netflix series like just about the marauders how fucking cool would that be yeah like it's such a big deal like it's basically it's like the foundation for of everything i know it's so crazy but yeah that's how uh sirius gets in because he was a marauder and he knew how to get in to the castle without being detected all right the mirror of erised is a magnificent mirror as high as a classroom ceiling with an ornate gold frame standing on two clawed feet. The inscription carved around the top reads, <laughs> What do we go keep for doing it? <laughs> I'm ready. Erised stra eru oit ub kefru oit on washi. Yep, that's great. Erised stra eru oit ube kefru oit on Wasi, which is I show not your face, but your heart's desires written backwards. So wait, it's that sentence written backwards? It's literally just that sentence written backwards. Read it backwards. Era said, or read it forwards, you mean? Or read it backwards again? Wait, so the sentence you just said is what it says or it's that sentence it's backwards? It's literally that sentence backwards. So read the sentence backwards. Not in Latin, in English. It's not in Latin. It's just English words backwards. Oh, it literally, I, get what you're I show saying. not your face, but your heart's desired. It's literally like Desire Missy Elliott. Desire is said backwards. said backwards. It's literally Missy Elliott. It's like, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. I'm leaving. I'm dead. How? What the fuck? I'm shook. I feel like, how do we not know all this nonsense? How do we not? How do we just find this out today? The way I'm staring at Melissa with my mouth just agape right now. I cannot believe that. It's literally the mirror of ear set is desire. Can I blow your mind again? Oh, Jesus. Okay, yeah, go. So if you were to if you were to put that statement in a mirror. Oh, fucking hell. It's <laughs> correct. It would then be it's the correct. right way. I'm, th- I'm done. So if you looked at the inscription that's written on the mirror in, in a, a mirror, mirror, that's what it would say. I show not your face, but your heart's desire. It's literally right there in front of you, and you're just like, what is this fucking mirror? I can't figure it out. Goodbye. Honestly, she thought of that. So Era said it's just desire backwards. I'm done. We're done with this episode. (laughs) Bye, guys. It's nice knowing you. Thanks for listening. (laughs) I just, what the fuck? I know. How did we not know that? I know. All right, guys. Let's friggin' do it. Are we getting in there? Yes. Oh, my God. So we start with... Guys, we are on. We're it's already very opposite sides of this. We're already disagreeing, and we're six <laughs> seconds into the movie. The real Dumbledore, please stand up. The fake Dumbledore comes no. in. I like the I like the new Dumbledore. Cat likes old Dumbledore. I don't like how he acts. 
You put your name into the cover of fire. <laughs> he screams at him. That's acting. That's no. not all right. Nope. Agree to disagree. We I should post. Never a, we should post that. a poll. We're gonna. We should post a poll in the Patreon feed. Like, who's the real Dumbledore? One or two? I'm a two. Cat's a one. Well, first of all, he is the real Dumbledore because he was the original. It's not his fault he died, or he would have been in all the movies. Also, I would like to say that every four seconds, Melissa and I were saying "rip" either to the actor or the character throughout yeah. this whole movie. It's so crazy how many. Yeah, we were saying "rip" to like characters that die later in the movies, and we were saying "rip" to some of the actors who have actually died it's so sad yeah there's a lot a lot of deaths oh here gosh so we were like rip and then i'd be like the character or, or she would rip say the rip actor. and we were like the actor <laughs> it's not and funny. the character it's, who yeah, knows some of them. <laughs> uh so the fake dumbledore, Real dumbledore. <laughs> and professor bad bitch herself Professor McGonagall. Professor Meow Meow. She was that girl that wore cat ears to school and hissed at people in the hallways. Oh my gosh. <laughs> meow Meow. We said Meow Meow every time she showed up on the screen. We're every so, time she's... We're so annoying. <laughs> every time McGonagall's on screen, we go Meow Meow for no reason. Uh, meow Meow. And then they are on... Oh my God, I forgot the name of the street. Privet Drive. Privet Drive. Mm-hmm. What is it, number four? I feel I don't like remember. it's number four, Privet Drive. Yeah. I feel like a bad Harry Potter fan right now, but that's not something I'm going to store in my long-term memory, you guys. I got a lot going on. Now that I have the ear set as desire backwards, four Privet Drive is no longer in my brain. <laughs> and then Miss Rubius Hagrid, <laughs> the mother of three beautiful children, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. <laughs> Rolls up on his motorbike, which I've ridden. I'm just kidding. Hermione's parents and Ron's parents are wonderful. Mostly just Harry's mom. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Miss <laughs> Ruby is Hagrid. <laughs> he comes down on his motorbike with a baby. This seems very safe, honestly. Obviously. Dumbledore stealing lights. It's relevant because somebody has to use that in eight books from now. So you got to remember that he used it that one time in the very first movie for four seconds. Like Voldemort Voldemort can't find me if I take two lights out. Or not Voldemort, but the Death Eaters. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about, guys. Right. Voldemort's dead at this point. Yeah. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Also, if you'd never seen this movie before, you'd be like, who's Voldemort? (laughs) Yeah, I really hope. I mean, I'm sure everyone has. I do know people that have never seen these movies. Really? Should we do it? Like, we... No, because I'm I'm really hoping. I don't think I can talk about it like people have never seen it. There's a man... And a woman and a really, really big man. Really big man. They're all wizards. On a magical flying motorbike. Two of them better wizards than others. Yeah, I can't I can't talk about this movie like I've never One seen it. One of them was not allowed to continue his wizard schooling. He's a special boy. So anyway, they drop a baby off at a doorstep. They leave a letter and they bid the baby adieu and they're talking shit about, (laughs) not the baby, but they're just like, this is what's best for him. Shit's crazy. I feel like there was better options. I don't know. Oh, there were definitely better options. And then also imagine after this, they probably just went and like were straight battling people and like helping their friends and stuff. It's just like so crazy because the scene is so calm. Right. It's so calm. But you know, like the the before Mm -hmm. and the after of this scene for Dumbledore and McGonagall and Hagrid was just like crazy. I guess I've never really thought about that. Yeah, like they're like literally burying all of their friends. Yeah. Like still fighting bad guys. They probably just came from a battle, had to go pick this baby up and then like just went off to another battle probably. Or do you think instantly like all the bad people found out Voldemort died and like went into hiding immediately? My thing is, is that like, is this literally like immediately after James and Lily's death? Like literally like they died and they went and picked this fucking baby up immediately? I legit think it may have been 
like that night a minute and a half later yeah i've i don't know why i've never thought about that but yeah because they had to get that baby out of there yeah holy shit yeah they were literally in the middle of like a fucking battle dude Uh uh-huh and they had to go like get this baby real quick and then steal some lights off this street and then drop the baby (laughs) off i feel like all the death eaters had to have gone into hiding yeah okay also just like the longest calm before like the next storm right 18 years from now oh my god literally 10 years later, mm-hmm. we are in a beautiful house. Petunia is quite the decorator. Petunia is the aunt of Harry Potter. If you don't the know. The baby. <laughs> the baby. We never even mentioned the fact that he just has this giant lightning bolt scar on his head. Hopefully you know that. The child had a scar on his head, you guys. <laughs> I don't know if FYI. you're following what's going on, but the baby had a scar. And there's a boy he's like jumping on the stairs and you're like why is this kid jumping on the stairs oh because a child lives under the stairs yeah there's literally um a room it's like a broom closet essentially under the stairs that this literal 11 year old i'm sorry 10 year old he's 10 sleeps in you can't even sit up straight his bed is the entire cupboard it's just depressing sounds cozy he's got one little shelf that he has his toy horse and his glasses on his one pair of socks and his one shirt yeah this poor kid man anyway it's those sprats birthday uh the big one not harry potter his name is dudley we don't like him not a fan he only got 36 presents he's very upset about it but he's gonna get more presents when they go to the zoo so it's fine yeah last year he had 37 presents so he's pissed it only has 36 but some of them are bigger than last year's petunia is his doting mother and his father vernon r.i.p the yeah, actor. The actor, not the character. Not the character. Just an old white British man. <laughs> literally. He literally is what I think of when I think of an old British man. Yeah. The four of them head off to the zoo. Don't even know why they brought Harry, honestly. Why? That's kind of my thing is like, why do they take care of this child? Why entertain? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Also, I told Kat, and this is kind of like brutal, but like they should have just like offed him at some point. I don't or, like, know. Drown him, him to or... somebody else. But then he still would be a wizard and whatnot. But they They'd... would not have to deal with him. But they don't want wizards in the world at all. Yeah, they would have definitely gotten rid of Harry Potter at like six. They'd have been like, oh, no, he drowned in the lake. Oops. tragic accident yeah it it would have been not great i mean anyway vernon tells harry no funny business motherfucker and harry's like i'm literally just breathing a direct quote can you please no funny business motherfucker (laughs) i'm literally just existing can you please get off my back yeah harry does not understand why his aunt uncle hate him so much like barely breathing honestly he's like a starving child living under a fucking staircase and this man is like no funny business at the zoo and harry's like what are you talking about what funny business i haven't eaten in three days what funny business am i gonna do harry it gets better it gets worse it gets way worse it gets really bad it gets better harry when you're like 25 Just just give it time. Give it a, give it 20 years. It's going to get better. Oh, no. Not 20 years. Okay. So <laughs> they go to the zoo. So they're in the reptile enclosure. And they're looking at a snake. I don't even remember what kind of snake. I'm pretty sure it says it. But it was like a Brazilian. It's a Burmese python. How dare you not know what Nagini is? Burmese python. Okay. And Dudley is pissed because it's not moving. And he's like, this snake is boring. And they're screaming at it. And they walk away. And Harry starts talking to this snake. And the snake sits up and is listening to him. This part is so funny to me because like, obviously, as we're listening to it, he's just having a conversation. But if someone were to walk by, it's just Harry going, ah, that's shit. 
like and the snake is just like walking by this fucking 10 year old and he's just like making weird noises at this snake and the snake is listening and you'd be like okay well that kid needs to be like taken somewhere because yikes like that's horrifying and then Dudley gets excited that the snake is moving so runs over pushes Harry Harry gets pissed weird the glass disappeared on the snake enclosure and Dudley falls into the water snake runs off thanks Harry he's like Thanks, fam, for letting me out. Disappears. And then, oops, the glass is back on the enclosure and Dudley is stuck inside, as he deserves to be. I told Kat, you know, do it for the gram. Like, what a good photo shoot this would be. Like, you're like, I am an animal at the zoo. <laughs> like, work it, duds. I don't think in 2001 there was, like, any social media. Oh. Maybe email it to your great aunt. <laughs> <laughs> The Dursleys are horrified. Their son, I'm sure, got out of the... There's a door into that enclosure. Literally is a door. Like, calm down. They feed that snake. Yeah. It's not like it's just a squared off room that no one can get in. I'm sure right. it has a human-sized door in the back. Idiot. So dramatic. The Dursleys and Harry Potter go home. He's obviously punished. Uh, he has to stay in his closet under the stairs, which I'm sure he's like, great. That's the only place yeah, I want to be anyway. Yeah, let me get away from these fucking psychos. And then... And literally he's like talking to Vernon and Vernon was like what happened and he's like I don't know it was like magic <laughs> which is the wrong thing to say Harry the wrong thing to say it was like magic don't say the word magic around the Dursleys you will get murdered should I do a compilation of all of the Harry Potter quotes we us do? quoting them I'll put it at the end of this episode please do because that would be fucking hilarious that was we're... like magic that was like magic <laughs> <laughs> Also, British Child Protective Services would have been all over this already. I'm so sorry. Harry would have gone to school and been like, I live in a cupboard. He must not go to school. Yeah, I don't know if they like claim him. Right? Like, are they doing taxes for Harry? Is I mean, I don't does think he they, exist? They do taxes like we do. But I mean, no, I think I'm I'm like very sure that like they were like, no, he died when his parents died. Because you know what I'm saying? He disappeared. Does he go to church with them? Like, do they do they tell their friends they have a ugly redheaded stepchild under their stairs? Like, is it brunette? I mean, I just <laughs> I know. I know. But I don't know. Like, because... An ugly Scarface stepchild under their stairs? <laughs> yeah, because, like, my thing is, is that obviously when Lillian James died, their baby disappeared. So they probably just assumed that he was either snatched or also killed. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Harry Potter, like, exists to the outside world. It's so crazy. So when they take him to the zoo, who do they say he is if they run into people they know? They're like, uh, this is our estranged cousin, Carl. I don't know. It's all so weird to me. Harry gets the mail. He gives all the mail to Vern and then he gets a letter in the mail and he's like holy shit a letter and he goes to open it and why why is Dudley screaming does Dudley know how to talk no he literally I seriously like sometimes the beginning of this movie I cannot watch it because he is so annoying it hurts he's insufferable he literally is yelling Mm -hmm. all the time he Mm -hmm. is constantly yelling he does not know how to talk he grabs the letter from Harry and snitch. gives it to... He's a, he is a snitch. He's a fucking narc. He is a narc. He gives it to Vernon and Vernon is like, how dare you get mail? He just hates him. Who's sending him. you mail? You don't exist to anyone. And he shows the letter to Petunia and they're like, oh my God, it's Hogwarts. 
It's that magic bullshit. Don't tickle a sleeping dragon. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know not to. Mm -mm. Don't do it. So they freak out. They burn the letter. Like, why are you interfering with wizards? Come on. Yeah. Come on, Dursley. I feel like you have to know better than that. He starts getting like eight letters a day, 20 letters a day, 15 letters a day. And then 900 owls just sitting on their freaking street every day. Lots of owl poop. The house smells like owl poop now. I'm sure it does. They nail the letterbox closed so they can get no more mail and it's Sunday morning and the Dursleys and Harry are in the living room and the sitting room I don't know Petunia's serving tea and crumpets tea and crumpets (laughs) and Vernon Mm -hmm. says do you know why I love Sundays and Dudley's like I have no idea I'm a complete moron and I'm ignorant slut and I'm constantly (laughs) shouting and Harry who is a borderline genius no i'm kidding he's really not no he's not <laughs> he says because there's no mail on sunday ah very funny like harry is not having it no post on sundays and then a letter smacks him right in the mouth from the chimney in the fucking noggin and then thousands of letters shooting out of this freaking fireplace and then the freaking door where like the little letterbox was even though they nailed it shut bursts open and there's more letters mind you at this point there's 900 letters on the floor and harry is trying to pull one from the fucking sky where they're falling from it was just for- bend down and pick one up harry it was for movie effect i don't care it's stupid just pick one clearly not the brightest bulb in the tanning bed here like yeah. <laughs> harry just grab one from the floor he would have literally died You're year fine. one if it wasn't for hermione just saying <laughs> vernon literally picks him up and says pack your bags we're leaving they move to a two-story <laughs> hut on a rocky island in, in the, the middle, middle of, of the nowhere, ocean in the middle of nowhere do they like own this did they rent it like how did they know this place existed the family cottage i don't know uh, it's concerning it's raining really hard. It's like a hurricane. Like a hurricane. Literally. I would say. Do they call them hurricanes over there? Uh, it's Harry Potter's 11th birthday. I'm going to call him Harry Potter the entire time. It's Harry Potter's 11th birthday. He literally in the dust on the ground that he's sleeping on <laughs> makes himself a birthday cake and blows it out. And he's like, yeah, I am 11. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. It's, it's like literally midnight. Like so depressing Uh, i guess he wished for a mommy because (laughs) miss ruby is haggard but literally bust down the door and is like i am your mother harry (laughs) it was on it was an accident he didn't mean to break the door no he just couldn't get in he couldn't he couldn't figure out the the handle part so he just hit it yeah he's a big boy so he did what he could he's a very large boy uh the dursleys come downstairs vernon has a shotgun and hagrid bends it like a kitchen spoon yeah literally just like bends it up and what does he call him you dusty prune or something like <laughs> i don't know what he calls him but it's a dusty prune <laughs> Vernon Dursley, you dusty prune. He says like, oh my god, I should have written it. He says dusty prune. It's dusty prune. No, no, no. Now dusty prune. So Hagrid brings Harry a cake, and it's literally (laughs) it's this pink cake with green frosting. This is Happy Birthday, Harry. Spells it completely wrong. Spells it wrong. It's cut an S through the middle for some reason. Like it's just like not like cut into cake slices. There's just a random S through it, and it's just a little cake that he gave to Harry for his birthday. Joanne says that it's spelled right in the book, and that they just did that for the movie. 
I don't. I haven't read the first book in a really long yeah, time. Yeah, since I was seven, legitimately. So I couldn't tell what? you. What? It's, it's so cute, though. I want that as my next birthday cake. I got you. Okay. Hagrid sits down and lights a fire with his umbrella. And- okay. So can I just talk about a conspiracy theory that is like really popular within like the Harry Potter fandom with him and his umbrella? Yes. Okay. So you know how he was a wizard at Hogwarts, but he got kicked out because he wasn't very good at magic. He was expelled because he... Katrina. (laughs) (laughs) Let's discuss, first of all, (laughs) that he was literally finding monsters and trying to like keep them in his dormitory. Okay. Well, On top of... Listen, I'm not done. (laughs) On top of being extremely bad at magic, mm-hmm. did he deserve it? I'm not saying he didn't. Okay, continue. Right. Bad so, at magic, constantly finding giant animals and trying to keep them in his dorm. I used to bring stray cats home. I We're mean, done. No. Okay. <laughs> so. Miss Ruby deserved um, it. A lot of people believe that the reason he's able to do, because obviously, like, he doesn't have a wand, so he can't do magic, like, without a wand. So You can a lot do magic of, without a wand. But he was never very good with it, like, with a wand, so I'm sure he's really bad without it. So there's a lot of people speculate that Hagrid was given that umbrella by Dumbledore, and it has the tip of his wand as the tip of the umbrella. That's why he always has it with him, and that's why he's able to do magic with it. Because if you think about it, you can't just use a fucking umbrella to do magic. It has to have, like, the special core and the special wood and, like, all of that to be made for Yeah, it. but also Harry made a glass disappear with his mind so i think i think the wand is like it helps it's a catalyst sure right but that's what i'm saying is hagrid was never very good with a wand let alone without one so a lot of people speculate that that's why he's able to use his umbrella to do like very basic magic is because his wand is like the tip of it and it is a very if you look at the umbrella the tip of it is very long and it looks like hagrid's wand you think they like broke hagrid's wand in half and said you don't get to be a wizard yes yeah they broke his wand and then dumbledore put the tip of his wand in the umbrella and gifted it to him and that's why he's Put able the tip to do of his wand. <laughs> yeah. And that's why he's able to do like very, very basic magic. With that's it. cute. I can dig it. Yeah. I'm into it. I think Dumbledore's done a lot of things that we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah. He's a freaking planner, that man. I love him and I hate him. Yeah. Literally both. Yep. Harry Potter's like, wow, you just made fire come out of your umbrella. That's amazing. Hagrid finally gives Harry Potter his letter to Hogwarts. He explains to Harry that he is a wizard and his parents were wizards. You're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. I literally wrote, you're a wizard, Harry. (laughs) And sweet, sweet Petunia has a 17-minute monologue about how her sister was so beautiful and that she was jealous of her because she was a witch. Blah, blah, blah. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut up, Petunia. No one cares. I like that both their names are flowers, though. I know. Just like both of our middle names are gemstones. Yeah. Fun fact about us. Yeah. Mine's Amber. Mine's Jade, but spelled weird. So while Vernon and Petunia are, like, freaking out, like, no, 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 he's going to be normal and... Hagrid's like, no, he's a wizard and he's coming with me on my motorbike. Dudley is trying to eat Harry's birthday. Not trying. He is. Cake. No, he's shoveling it into his pie hole with his hands. He's already in 35% of it. (laughs) Hagrid uh, goes ahead and gives Dudley a pinky tail. Well deserved. That I hope they never get off. Petunia and Vernon are freaking out. Miss Ruby is Hagrid. (laughs) Miss Ruby. And Harry Potter hop on the motorbike and get the freak out of there as they should zoom 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 he rode in the little sidecar ring 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 that's harry in the harry sitting in the sidecar sidecar going ring 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 miss ruby's like 
<laughs> just laughing the whole he way. He really does love Harry, so he probably would have thought anything he did was hilarious. <laughs> Cut scene. Harry Potter has... His, I'm going to call him Harry Potter. <laughs> you fucking nerd. Harry Potter has his list for school, mm-hmm. his supply list. Mm-hmm. And he's like, where in London do I get a wand? Where do I get a cauldron? Hello. And Hagrid's like, oh, girl, we're going on a shopping spree. Yeah, Hagrid is litty. He never gets to go shopping, so he's pumped. He takes our young pal Harry Potter to the leaky cauldron. Casually just brings this 10-year-old, 11-year-old into a bar. The leaky cauldron. That's in London. I That's from it. like the third. 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 third, third. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to say it now. Uh, they go to the Leaky Cauldron. There's a whole bunch of wizards in there, and they're, like, shaking Harry's hand. And they're like, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And Harry's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, like, this 11-year-old does not know that he's famous. No, he doesn't get it. Fully unaware. He meets his defense against the dark arts teacher. I guess he wouldn't take defense against the dark arts, though. Not his first year. No. His name is Professor Quarrel. Professor Quirrell. Nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. And he won't shake Harry Potter's hand. And he <laughs> literally says, and I quote, but you won't be needing defense against the dark arts, will ya? That wasn't a direct quote, actually, but that's pretty close. He's basically saying, you've already killed the darkest wizard of all time. You won't be needing defense against the dark arts, will ya, Harry Potter? Which is really funny because he actually really isn't good at defense against the dark arts. And also, said wizard that Harry Potter killed 10 years ago is literally on the back of Professor Quirrell's head underneath the turban. Spoiler alert. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm just saying. I'm <laughs> just saying. the weird purple turban that this man decided is his new fashion statement there is a full face and it is Voldemort why you know it was Voldemort and then yeah they already did like so much filming and when JK came like to set or whatever she was like it's Voldemort and they were like they were well like, nope it's Voldemort <laughs> they only say it like twice I don't in know this I don't know exactly what happened no I do know that that, that she was speculation yeah no I do know that she was like no the T is silent and they were like well we've already filmed half of these the so. original audiobooks say Voldemort mm-hmm that's I didn't read that. I just knew I knew that. that. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm just a loser. So they head through a secret entrance to Diagonale. Diagonale. Also, it's just diagonally. Yeah. Nocturnal is nocturnally. <sighs> All right, Joe man, getting a little lazy over here. <laughs> uh they look into a window of a store and there is a Nimbus 2000. Ooh. The fastest broom. And Harry is like, why are they staring? Yeah, he's <laughs> like, you don't imagine? you just sweep with that? He doesn't know. Yeah, he has no fucking. He idea. doesn't know that wizards fly on brooms, so he's like, everyone is literally freaking out about that broom over there. Those Poor bristles Harry. look really hard. I don't think you could sweep anything with that. Why are they excited? And then they have to go to Gringotts so Harry can get his money. Yeah, kid doesn't even know he's freaking rich. The goblins that work at the bank also can they only hire goblins that seems like discrimination to me i don't know it's probably a family business they're all related <laughs> i mean if you argue it that way i i suppose uh so big scary he's not big not big. he's just in a very big chair yeah <laughs> the head goblin he gives harry access to his account or whatever mm-hmm. hagrid has his key and then hagrid's like i'm also here on official business from you know who about you know what like wink wink whom's who sent hagrid on this mission not Dumbledore because he he knew that he wanted Harry to know about he it he did want Harry to know about it because Dumbledore it knows everything that's happening at all times correct he wanted Harry to know that something was going on did you know that Warwick Davis only does Griphook's voice 
in this one? You know who played Griphook in the first one? Vern Troyer. Yeah. The goblins take Harry Potter and Hagrid to his money, 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 which is in vault number 687. Lap plays k plays k plays like he's useless without them what is he good for harry potter realizes he has millions of dollars what's it like it never knew he lived under a cupboard you guys harry potter has oprah dollars <laughs> literally uh and then they go to a secret vault and hagrid gets a tiny package with literal 11 year old standing there just watching harry's peeping around hagrid's giant body like what what is what's in that what, little package what's that, what's that? And then Harry is like, I need a wand. And Obby. so they go to Ollivander's and Harry gets his wand. And the wand that Harry, technically the wand gets Harry. Yeah, the wand chooses you. Ollivander explains that the wand that belongs to Harry Potter now has a phoenix feather core. And that phoenix only produced one other wand. And that wand belonged to Tom Marlo. motherfucking <laughs> Oh, yeah. Riddle. But I forgot his name. That's what the M stands for is motherfucking. Also, I would like to say that my wand that chose me also has a phoenix feather core and it's an ash wand and it's really freaking pretty. I'm obsessed with it. A different phoenix though. Because yes. that phoenix only produced two feathers and it went to Harry Potter and Voldemort. Definitely a different one. But I literally refused to buy my wand at the parks until mine chose me. And okay, first of all, it all happened like when we were recording this like three days ago, five years ago. So like five years and three days ago is when my wand chose me. And the spell that I did that worked was my favorite spell, Lumo. I just thought that was cute. It's like my favorite thing. I'm uh, 26, so I don't have a fucking wand from Harry Potter World. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They're really fun. They are really fun. I have two. I have mine and then I have Luna's. And $60. Um, I got a discount. <laughs> Harry is talking to the first adult who's treated him like he has no idea what's going on. Literally. <laughs> Finally. Ollivander. Mm-hmm who's kind of spilling a little bit of tea. He's kind of explaining to Harry Potter what's going on, but then Hagrid bangs on the window. But he bought him an owl for his birthday. He got an owl. Yeah, so you have to have an owl, a toad, or a cat? Yeah. What weird choices. How is a toad going to bring you your mail? How is a cat going to bring you your mail? I think they just have like messenger owls as well. Like they, there's owls that work in the mail room, you know what I mean? They're like <laughs> on payroll. Owls work in the mail room. <laughs> they have W2s. Goodbye. Again, we're in the UK. So <laughs> they definitely don't have that. Harry gets all of his supplies and then him and Hagrid are having din-din at the leaky cauldron, din -din. I guess. They're having a pint and Hagrid explains the whole situation to Harry about Voldemort and like what happened. He's like, but he doesn't say the word Voldemort because he's afraid to say it. He's like, he who shall not be named. Pretty much. And then we do a cut scene to King's Cross, the mm -hmm. train station, and Hagrid's like, you know, I've got to run, but you've got to get to Platform nine and three quarters. Okay, bye literally disappears and leaves this 11 year old in this giant train station to find this non-existent station by himself yeah uh but harry he asked somebody where's platform nine and three quarters and he's like are you fucking joking with me you little brat get the fuck out of here yeah this verbatim like, oh, this man is literally about to strangle this 11 year old and harry's like what the heck what am i supposed to do and then he sees this really weird family with owls and toads and 
just nine hundred like no, ginger people running through screaming about muggles. Oh, maybe they're maybe they know where na- platform nine three quarters is. Yeah. Harry not very smart, but he uses his context clues. Yeah, he's he's a good observer, and that's about it. I would just like to say the Weasleys can do no wrong. I love every single one of them except Percy, who is a Fuck w- Percy wannabe fake Justin Timberlake looking. He's like ugly Justin Timberlake, and he is a traitor. Yeah, Percy can fuck right off. And so here we have we have Percy who's the oldest in school right now, Fred and George and Ron and then Ginny the youngest is hasn't started school yet. Right. And then there's two more, which is Charlie who's the oldest who lives in Romania and Bill who who's is the love of my life. Bill is the best. He is, I don't know, he's like off fucking some shit up already. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, what is he up to? Off fucking shit up. All right. He does stuff with like animals, right? That's how he gets mauled in the face. Yeah. I don't know what he's up to. This is the only movie that Arthur is not in. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize he wasn't in it. Not in it at all. This is the only one. Arthur. Oh, Artie. Also, honey. Miss Weasley, a fucking queen. I mean, no one's arguing that. She's literally the best mother in the world. Just like one of the best characters. She is. Okay, so Harry goes over to the Weasleys and he's like, hi, are you guys wizards? And Miss <laughs> um, Weasley's like, oh, you sweet, sweet angel. Yes, here's how you do it. And then they all go and get on the platform. Woo! Yeah, they have to run through a freaking wall. They run through, yeah, the wall in between nine and ten. I would have so much anxiety. Which is actually four and five. Right. But J.K. Rowling fucked up because she's an idiot. Stupid bitch. <laughs> Harry is sitting in his little train car by himself and Ron comes in and he's like, can I sit with you? There's no more seats left. And Harry's like, I've never talked to anyone my age before. <laughs> Literally. He's like, I've only ever been bullied. I've never actually had a real conversation with a child. Of course you can sit with me, Ronald. You weird, dirty ginger kid. Oh my gosh. Come anyway, pop a squat. Uh, Ron is like, hi, I'm Ron Weasley. Nice to meet you. And Harry Potter's like, I'm the Harry Potter. And Emphasis Ron- on the. <laughs> <laughs> and Ron is like, whoa, let me see that scar, breasts. And he shows him his scar. And then they're, uh, the rest is history. And I now mean. they're butt buddies. <laughs> Inseparable. <laughs> The trolley lady comes by and asks if they want any food and Ron holds up, I don't know, a moldy sandwich or something. It's like it's like chunks of bread. It's like what you feed ducks. It's like Rice Krispie treats that have been in his pocket for six weeks. Literally. And and then Harry Potter is like, I'm going to flex on these hoes and says, I'll take the lot. And she's like, great. <laughs> Closing up shop for the day. Right. I'm done for today. Also, no other child is allowed to buy candy now because Harry freaking bought it all. So what? And of course, it's all like weird wizard candy. None of it's normal. Yeah. And then freaking Wormtail in rat form is just <laughs> chilling, eating <laughs> beans with the enemy. <laughs> Eating Birdie Bot's beans on Ron's lap. Honestly, though, like, he's got, like, the life. He's a spy, but he also, like, is being fed beans. He's eating the Birdie beans. But he also has to deal with Ron trying different stupid spells on him that are fake. Yeah, trying to turn him yellow and whatnot. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, spoiler alert, that's Wormtail. He works for Voldemort. He's just missing a whole foot. It's fine. (laughs) Don't worry about it, guys. And um, that is not a toad or a cat or an owl. So Ron Weasley clearly does not know how to follow the rules. No. Hermione comes up. Queen Hermione. All hail. She's so cute and small in these movies. Her hair in these movies is illegal. I mean, it really, honestly, her hair never matches 
how it's supposed to look in the movies. She's looking for Neville's toad. You know that Neville was like, I lost my toad. And Hermione was like, I will listen i will find your toad like she has to be, she has to put her fucking foot in everything surprised she didn't have a spell to freaking find the damn thing hermione in the first couple movies i want to punch her in the throat i love her at the end but her her character arc is huge for me yeah she's the frizziest freaking hair they did her hair so dirty in these movies it's literally crimped you can see that it has like crimp marks she looks horrible yeah it's not great ron is about to turn scabbers aka wormtail his rat into <laughs> yellow yellow into yellow and she's like oh you out to do some magic let's see it and he can't do it obviously because the spell isn't even real and she's like "Mm, pretty sure that's not real but you know what is real and then she walks over to harry and just fixes his glasses points her wand into this child's face who has like seen magic twice in his entire freaking 11 years of living and she just like looks like he's she's gonna blow his shit up and then fixes his glasses like who are you pointing your wand at hermione horrifying we just got it yesterday (laughs) honestly as hermione is leaving she's like by the way your face is dirty Hermione <laughs> go put some gel in your hair and stop worrying about other people honestly though she gets bullied back at later on so it's fine <laughs> she needs to keep her face out of everyone's business so the train now arrives at Hogwarts at the train station at Hogwarts and of course Hagrid is the one welcoming everyone um, and he's like alright all the first years follow me to the boat docks and Melissa and I were literally sitting there we were like why do the first years have to take these scary ass boats across this giant lake and then we realize it's so they can get everyone else settled and set up the great hall for everyone to sit down and do the hat ceremony <laughs> It just seems dangerous, yeah, that the first years have to, like, go across this haunted lagoon with evil mermaids. Literally, like, so many creatures down there that could murder them. In the dark, mind you. It's literally, like, 12 a.m. So they head towards the Great Hall, and McGonagall meets them. The legend. Uh, Queen McGonagall. <laughs> meow, meow. <laughs> Dame Maggie Smith, a legend. Meow, meow. <laughs> She is, she's very serious though. Couldn't she throw like a, hi, first years? I guess that's not her personality, but Mm -hmm. she's very hard and cold. I think she just takes her job very seriously. And I think she knows that magic can be and is dangerous. So she takes it very seriously. She's like, listen up, motherfuckers. You're going to get a hat on your head and it's going to tell you what table to sit at. Pay attention. It's going to tell you where you're fucking sleeping. So shut the fuck up and listen. So she walks away to go like get stuff ready. And then Malfoy, a slick back blonde bombshell. The slick back hair is not the look for me. He's like, Neville, you're fat. Ron, you're ginger and you have a lot of brothers and sisters. Yeah, what? And your clothes are ugly. <laughs> Hermione, heard your parents weren't even wizards. Your hair looks like shit. And then he's like, hey, Harry, want to be me and my bros, Crab and Goyle's friends? Yeah, what? And this is verbatim, by the way, guys. Watch the movie. Yeah, exactly. And Harry Potter is like, no, no. <laughs> Yikes. N O. <laughs> yeah, he literally like stares at him and he's like, I think I can figure out for myself the good sort. Yeah tell him you tell him harry you stand up to that asshole so mcgonagall comes back and grabs all the first years to get uh sorted for their houses uh the fake dumbledore stands up the real dumbledore he's like hey guys welcome to another year by the way third floor corridor off limits you'll die you could die also stay out of the forbidden forest or you'll die um welcome to school welcome to school yay stay in your room everything's dangerous here literally what the fuck who is sending their children to this school that's my question 
like Everybody. you, you, you're sending your kid to a private school, and you hear that they have a deadly corridor and a deadly forest. Yeah, let me let me send my kid there. Also, I remember signing this waiver that said if my kid got detention, he got to go into that forest. It's probably just one of those things like, ah, it's so funny. Like, oh my god, my kid died in the haunted lagoon, <laughs> Hogwarts. Am I right? We all did it. We all, we went all there. did it. We all did it. Fucking, That's so funny. Fucking wild. So Hermione goes first. Gryffindor. Draco. Hat doesn't even touch his head. Slytherin. Uh, Harry Potter looks over at Snape, who is the potions master. Rip and rip. Um, and his scar starts to hurt. And he's like, I don't like that goth man over there. Lo and behold. The goth man with Snape. the flippy hair hurting my brain. Some rando goes, oh, Susan Bones. Susan, do not call Susan Bones some rando. She is a Hufflepuff icon. Okay. And then Ron goes, and he's like, oh, Weasley, Gryffindor. Ginger, dirty ginger, definitely a Gryffindor. And next up is Harry Potter. The Mm. Harry Potter. The hat is basically like, well, you're not stupid, but you're not smart either. (laughs) And Harry starts whispering, oh, my God, please not Slytherin. I do not want to go with that scary blonde boy and that other creepy kid and that other creepy kid. And the hat's like, you don't want to go to Slytherin? You could be good in Slytherin. And Harry's like, girl, do not send me to Slytherin. Please, no. And he's like, fine, girl, Gryffindor. And he's like, oh, my friends, whoa. Yeah, he gets to go with his girlfriend, Ron Weasley. He's like, my (laughs) girlfriend from the train? I'm going to go hang out with her. Thank you so much, hat. Perfect. Thank you, Mr. Hat. Dumbledore who I lovingly refer to as Dee Dee. Dee Dee begins the feast and ghosts are like popping out of the food and the floor. And Kat and I were talking about this. The ghosts are such a big part of the books. Literally, Peeves the Poltergeist from the books is one of my absolute favorite characters. And he does not exist in the movies. And he plays an integral part in the fucking books. It's not even funny. Doesn't Harry like go to, he goes to like, headless nick's birthday party or his death his death party remember yes yes like, the ghosts are such a big part of the books and they're like not in the movies at all peeves literally doesn't even exist at least sir had like sir nearly headless nick is in the movies peeves doesn't even exist it makes me so angry so the firsties go to the common rooms with their prefects who is percy in the gryffindor case fucking nerd and they just have a password for their dorm, which is great because we were talking about it. And it's like the Ravenclaws have to like solve a riddle. And Kat's like, I would never go to bed. Because- I'm literally a Ravenclaw <laughs> and I'm the absolute worst at riddles, you guys. Like I- my brain doesn't process them. That's just a hassle also. But I do remember it from the books that the Hufflepuff um, dormitories are down by the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And that's really where I want to be. Yeah, that's smart. so. I think I'm probably a Slytherin. You definitely. There's no probably. You're definitely a Slytherin. But I would like to be a Hufflepuff so I can be close to the kitchen, so I'm I can a, sneak some food at night. You know, I'm a Ravenpuff. So if I ever got placed in Hufflepuff, I could bring you food from my common room to yours. If I was a Slytherin, <laughs> I'd probably just go to like the house elves that work in the right. kitchens and mm-hmm. be like, "Bitch, bring me a turkey." I don't even eat meat. I don't know why I said turkey. I guess because that's <laughs> what they had for dinner. Bring anyway. Me a <laughs> This scene is so sad because Harry, like, cannot sleep his first night in the castle. And it's just a boy and his owl sitting out a window. Just looking out at the rain. Harry. Harry Potter. It's okay, Harry. He's so excited and so nervous. And, like, he's in a whole new place. He just can't sleep. He found out he was a wizard four days ago. He has a bed. And an owl. And clothes. He has his own clothes. He has all jammies on. He has, like, possessions. Like, he's never, like, had things. 
Uh, next day, or I don't know, this could be weeks from now. Yeah, this is my knows? podcast, though. So next day, uh-huh. Harry and Ron are late to McGonagall's class. Meow, meow. <laughs> and there's a cat sitting on a desk. Ron is like, well, it's a really good thing that McGonagall wasn't here to see that we were late or she would, like, fucking skin us alive. And then, of course, McGonagall is the cat. So she just, like is a person again meow meow <laughs> and she's like um no i'm here and you're late and um go sit the fuck down yeah five points from gryffindor <laughs> yeah she literally says get a map they've been at this school for four hours they don't, don't know worry. where anything is don't worry bitch they get a map they get a map don't just, you worry just you wait next up is potions with snape and Snape is talking about potion-y stuff, and Harry Potter is just trying to take notes. He's never used a quill pen before. He's very excited. <laughs> this is exciting stuff for Harry Potter. He is like, I have parchment and a quill pen. Right. I'm taking the notes. He said, I've never seen a real pen, let alone a quill pen before. And Snape gets really mad at him and is like, why aren't you paying attention? And he's like asking Harry a bunch of questions about stuff that obviously Harry Potter has never heard of. Snape's kind of an asshole at this point. At this point, and through the rest of the through books. the whole thing, and I love him, but I, it's he doesn't have to like hate this eleven year old for nothing. It's though. not his fault that his dad was an asshole bully. Like that has nothing to do with him, right? So Snape is clearly out to get Harry Potter, and Harry Potter's like, I don't know what I did. Literally just existing again. So we're at breakfast the next day or the next week or whatever. Seamus Finnegan, my um, love, <laughs> is trying to turn his water into rum. Uh, which yeah that's what i would be trying to do at breakfast too if i was a uh if i was a wizard <laughs> an 11 year old wizard boy <laughs> how do i get this water to be rum i wouldn't have picked <laughs> rum yeah i can't even smell rum. um if i had to pick a if it had to look like water so i could get away with it i'd probably go with a nice gin oh yeah there you go or a tequila but rum would be like a close third yeah so then it's uh it's mail time at bre- oh are you gonna talk about how he blew it up no, I wasn't. Oh, okay. I just want to talk about how he was trying to turn it into Okay, Rome. so then it's mail time. And okay, let me just say, owls are one of the only birds that I can stand. I think they're really pretty and I think they're really fun. But I would be petrified if I was just sitting at breakfast eating a freaking egg sandwich and 900 owls just flew in. One, probably pooping everywhere. Second, just dropping giant packages on everything. These owls are professionals. They are not pooping on anybody and they are carefully throwing those packages at children. A girl gets hit in the face. I said carefully throwing the packages at children. (laughs) I'm sorry if you cannot catch. Susan Bones, I'm sorry you cannot catch. Do better, Susan. You fucking Hufflepuff. You fucking Hufflepuff? (laughs) You think the Hufflepuffs have hand-eye coordination? No. (laughs) Exactly. So tiny little chicken nugget Neville um neville gets Guys, a package i'm the biggest neville stan neville's she my is. favorite character and i he was my favorite character before i day knew one. that he was the shit at the day end. day one she loved neville day one neville stan day one she always has been <gasps> uh so neville gets a package and he opens it up and it's a rememberal which is this cool little ball with some like gold engravings on it and it'll Fill with red smoke when he needs to remember something. Do you think Dumbledore sent him that? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, he did. Who's going to send it to him? His scary aunt that he lives with because his parents are dead? I don't think so. Definitely not. It was No, it was absolutely Dumbledore. Dumbledore sent him that rememberal. Yes. So um, he gets a rememberal and it automatically starts turning red. Let me tell you, I need this thing because I remember nothing, as Melissa can attest to. 
but also what would it do for you because you would be just like neville and not be able not to remember. remember what you need to remember so that's, it wouldn't do anything that's also fair that would also be me but yeah so interesting just gets a random a very important gift from no one hmm interesting so harry gets the newspaper that ron does not care about also harry doesn't get mail so he's just he like doesn't... can i can i read your newspaper oh, and it's gonna send him mail melissa petunia not on petunia right okay <laughs> they probably don't even know how they're like um can i get an owl over here even if they did know how they would not harry is reading the newspaper and on the front page there was a breach at Gringotts Bank, and it was the vault that him and Hagrid went to. Like two days after they went and got that super secret package, somebody tried to steal what was in that vault. Next scene is the flying lesson. I love this scene so much. There's so much that happens in this scene that is like so important. First of all, Madam Hooch is the uh, flying professor, a freaking lesbian icon, obsessed with her. Excuse me, I'm sure she prefers coach, but go ahead. It's Madam, oh, instead of professor. I guess that makes sense. She's like, coach, call me coach. (laughs) With her butch haircut and her weird eyes. Love her. The whistle, she's got it all. I love her so much. So they're in, what is it, broom class, flying class? I'm sure it's called flying class. (laughs) I like broom class. Broom class. They're brooming. (laughs) And so. They're brooming hard. Um. She's like, okay, you just put your hand over your broom, which is on the ground, and you just say up, and it should come up. For once in his life, Harry Potter is immediately good at something. Thank God, Harry. He literally barely even says up, and his broom is in his hand. Hermione, however, this is the first time that she is fucking trash at something. If there is one thing that Hermione Granger physically cannot do, it is freaking ride a broom. She's horrible at it. All of the first years uh, mount their brooms. Uh Uh-huh. And Neville just, Neville Longbottom, (laughs) Mr. Neville Longbottom just starts taking off. And uh, Madame Hooch is saying, Miss, Mr. Longbottom, Mr. Longbottom, girl, you think he knows what's going on? And then Neville literally, his broom goes wacky. He like hits the side of the school. He he falls forty seven feet. He breaks his poor little baby wrist. So here's my question: Was that meant to be like his broom? Like, do you think someone cursed Dumbledore? the wrong broom? Do you you think that like Dumbledore like made that happen? I don't know. That's my thing. I always questioned, like, was it Dumbledore so that Harry would... Like, we keep saying Dumbledore knows things. Like, I don't know if he's, like, omniscient or, like, I think this might have just been Miss Universe taking care of this one. No, because you can tell that his broom is, like, cursed. Like, you can tell it's moving not like a broom should. Maybe, yeah, Quirrell was trying to do it... Was trying to to do it to Harry's broom. I get what you're saying. I think. Or was it Dumbledore knowing... The preceding events, like what's going to happen after, and make and that's it why he sent him the remembrance, right? Because he knew it would fall out of his pocket when he right. fell off his broom. Correct. I don't know. I never got that part of like those were my those are my two thoughts on it though. I don't know, but. <laughs> Neville drops his remembrance on the ground Obviously. on the way to the infirmary <laughs> with Madame Hooch and Draco decides he's going to throw it in the lagoon or whatever. I don't know. So he gets on his broom and he goes to throw it and then Harry gets on his broom and is like, I will not tolerate this bullying. And he goes and grabs the remembrance. Out of midair. Out of midair, right in front of um, Queen McGonagall's window. Dame Maggie Smith. And Madame Hooch made it very clear that if anybody left the floor with their brooms, that they were going to be expelled. Do not get on your broom. So 
they're all like cheering because Harry saved Neville's remember all. They're like, oh my God, Harry, that was so good. You did such a good job. Your flying was beautiful. And Draco's like <laughs> cursing his name under his breath and not even under his breath, probably out loud to loud. Crab and Goyle, the only people who listen to him talk. <laughs> And McGonagall comes out, Professor McGonagall. I need to call her by her full name. Professor McGonagall comes out and she's like sprinting. She's like, Harry Potter with me now. And you guys are like, oh, shit. He's Harry's in trouble. in trouble. You know, when like you were in like elementary or middle school and someone got called over like the <laughs> loudspeaker. <laughs> and oh. Yeah, oh. So <laughs> McGonagall takes Harry Potter to Professor Quirrell's class and she grabs another student. The love of my life, Oliver Wood. He is too beautiful. He's so freaking cute. Professor McGonagall looks at Harry and is like, uh, this is Oliver Wood. And she's like, Oliver, I think I found us a new seeker. And Harry Potter is basically like, what is Quidditch? What's a seeker? Who is Oliver? Like, imagine just how confused Harry is all the time. He doesn't even know what Quidditch is. He just found out he could fly on a broom. Now he's a sport person. This poor kid. So McGonagall, instead of, you know, sending Harry Potter to detention for the rest of his life, was like, you're so good at sports. She loves her team. She loves Gryffindor. She loves Quidditch. She loves sports. She is like, I don't even care that you did something wrong you're the new seeker and apparently harry's like the youngest seeker in whatever blah, it's like blah, 100 blah, blah, blah. years sure jan and ron and harry are having a conversation with their goddamn selves <laughs> hermione's talking to her other friend before she even had these two <laughs> yeah and hermione just comes over and is like harry you got this and he's like i don't know i'm scared and she's like it's in your blood and harry's like okay what so hermione takes them over to the awards cabinet and harry's father james potter amazing was also a seeker look at that and he's so, a pretty good one too actually sure and then uh ron's brothers fred and george the twins are the beaters which is exactly how it sounds yeah <laughs> literally they have giant they bats eat shit with bats yeah and ron is like oh my gosh harry how did you not know your dad was a seeker ronald his ronald. parents have been dead for 11 for 10 years and he just found out he was a wizard four days ago. Can you keep it together for your friend? Like, Harry does not need to cry himself to sleep every night. Right, just maybe once a week. Can you just calm down and stop asking dumb questions? The absolute worst. Ron, think about what you're saying. He never thinks about anything. Gosh. So the three of them are just chit-chatting and walking up the stairs. So the stairs start to move as they do. And they wind up on the third floor. Well, I guess they're dead now. <laughs> um, Filch's cat finds them. And so they go to run and hide. And they end up in a room with a three-headed dog. Yeah. Why is Mrs. Norris such a fucking narc? Yeah. Mrs. Norris, Filch's cat. She's narc. the narkiest narc. She literally is. Um, But yeah. So they're in this room with a three-headed dog. Literally, what the fuck? And so they all run out screaming. Which is like the 90s look at the camera yeah. as a 10-year-old and With their hands on their cheeks. Yeah. Um, so they run away from that. And of course, Hermione, being Hermione, is like, Did you see what it was standing on? There was a trap door. It's it's guarding something. Verbatim. Literally that. Um, and they're like, How did you fucking see that this dog was standing on a door when this thing had three heads? We were focused on that, Hermione. Priorities here. Like So next day it's the Quidditch lesson with Oliver Wood and Harry Potter. Love Again, that. next day, because I said so, not because I know so. <laughs> 
Okay, so he explains the whole game of Quidditch. Like, okay, these balls uh, get beat around and hit people. This ball goes through the hoop-de-hoops and gets points. And then this teeny tiny ball, Harry Potter, who wears glasses, probably doesn't have the best vision. You have to catch this tiny ball to win the game. Yeah, this tiny little gold ball that is probably going to catch light and disappear with tiny itty-bitty wings. It's like the size of a quarter. Yeah. Great. uh, You have to find this during all of everything else happening during this game. And if you catch this, we automatically win. You know his prescription is like not up to date either. Do you think Vernon and Petunia took him to the eye doctor? No, his glasses had tape on them five days ago before Hermione freaking pointed a wand at his face. I'm totally hating on Harry Potter right now, but he is a good seeker. So no, I'm he's just kidding. The freaking best. So Oliver Wood and Harry Potter have their Quidditch lesson. And then after that, uh, Harry goes to class. I'm assuming he got out of his class for the morning, or maybe this was before. I don't Probably know. Before. I'm assuming. Too early. That's why I never did sports. Too early. So this <laughs> class is where they learn the swish and flick. And Hermione, of course, can do it. And she's like, it's Leviosa. Not, not Leviosa. Leviosa. Which if you're British, yeah. Like, because everything that ends in that, like, E-R-A-R, it's like the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, because I always was like, what are they talking about? But now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, because it's the same thing in British. <laughs> Right. Ten four. Right. Exactly. So Ron is like, Ron gives up. He's like, whatever. I don't know how to do this. I hate magic. This is stupid. And Seamus blows himself up again. Hermione's out here showing off like a little right. bitch that she is. All the boys are walking back to the dormitory and they are hardcore roasting Hermione. Yeah. They're bullying Hermione. Yeah. Saying how she's a know-it-all. Ron is literally bullying his future wife. I know. And then dick. Hermione overhears them and then she like runs off crying. But She's like She's literally two feet behind them. Like <laughs> these assholes. They're like, hey, Hermione's a loser. We hate her. And she's literally two feet behind them. <laughs> Super awkward. So guys, it's Halloween and all the food on the tables in the Great Hall is candy. And I do, I can't approve that. It's literally all candy and then some apples. Imagine you're trying to go to dinner and you just want like a nice roast beef and some mashed potatoes and it's like candy, corn, and lollipops. Can I get a real food out here? I want a hot meal. And You get an apple in a freaking candy necklace that's what you get i'm not eating dinner this night apparently (laughs) so hermione is missing and one of the boys i can't remember which one is like she's been crying in the bathroom all day didn't you guys hear because you guys bullied her you bunch of assholes i mean harry feels pretty bad pretty immediately and ron does too they love her mimi her mimi professor quarrel runs in and there's a troll in the dungeon Troll in the dungeon. I just love your water now. Passes out. And then just <laughs> literally passes out. And this is when I looked at Mel and I was like, okay, so here's my question. Did this just like exert him and he just passed out? Or did no, he, he fake literally passed fake pass out? Fake passed out. Yeah. What a what an Good job. You deserve a what what's Academy an award? award? An Academy Award. So there's a troll. In, in the dungeon, the dungeon. <laughs> and <laughs> professor coral just thought you guys ought to know yeah so. <laughs> and the kids immediately start freaking out and yelling and then Dee Dee, <laughs> dumbledore <laughs> yells at them like chill out go to bed we'll figure this out you guys just go to bed like there's not a troll verbatim chill out go to bed so all the uh students are going back to the dormitories and harry potter tells ron like hermione's still in the bathroom crying she doesn't know there's a troll in the dungeon and ron doesn't even he's like we gotta go save her let's go i mean they're the best friends honestly yeah they're bullies but they're still nice i guess who doesn't talk shit about their friends every now and then though that's fair they were lovingly mocking her it's fine 
<laughs> I lovingly mock you all the time. So, and I'm sure you do the same thing to me. So, I'll do it to your fucking face, though. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> so, Hermione's in the bathroom crying and she comes out of the stall. And guess what? There's a troll there now be, in the bathroom. There be a troll. It's got those camel toe shoes on. And the boys come in, Ron and Harry Potter. They come to help. And Ron and Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> Ron and Harry Potter come in to help. And Ron, bullying and insulting people got you into this situation. And he literally calls the troll a pea brain and throws a rock at him. That's how you got here, Ron. Ronald. So the troll picks up Harry Potter and is shaking him around like a rag doll. And Ron has to do Wingardium Leviosa. Amazing. He's so, like he learned that an hour ago. That he can get the club out of the troll's hand. So he successfully does it. And then he drops it on the troll's head. The troll passes out. Harry Potter's fine. Hermione's fine. Ron's freaked out, but he's fine. <laughs> Hermione's like, good job. You did the spell so good, sweetheart. And he's like, thank you so much. <laughs> the teachers all come in. It's like Dumbledore and McGonagall and Snape and Quirrell's there too. Mm-hmm. Fucking Voldemort. So Snape has like a bloody leg. He's got like a slice on his leg and he's bleeding and tries to hide it because Harry looks directly at it. He makes eye contact with Harry and he's like, don't fucking question me, bro. McGonagall is like, she was like, you idiots. What are you doing in here? And Hermione's like, oh my God, it was my fault. I thought that I could fight the troll on my own and they saved me. If it weren't for them, I'd be dead. McGonagall takes five points away from Hermione for being a little bitch. I'm just kidding. For thinking that she can take on a (laughs) troll. And then she gives five points to each Harry Potter and Ron for saving the day. So then they gain five points. They basically get five points for killing a troll and destroying a bathroom, but it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. They just magic it back to normal exactly <laughs> so the next day could be the next day <laughs> we we don't know we're assuming again they're eating some meal who knows which one i think it's breakfast because it's quidditch day and harry is talking to hermione and ron and he's like listen i came up with this um idea that i think that snape is the reason that all this bad stuff is happening i think that he let the troll in to try and get past fluffy because his leg was bleeding and now he's limping and it's really weird and i think he's trying to get past fluffy to get whatever was in that vault. And Hermione and Ron are just like, yeah, that checks out. We're going to go with that. You're just blaming this poor professor you know nothing about for all your all your problems. He makes his scar hurt. It's not he, even him. He bullied him about taking notes. It's not even him. So then Harry randomly gets mail, like from who? And literally is sitting on the table in the shape of a broom. And they're like, what could it be? So it's the newest broom that they saw in Diagon Alley. It's a Nimbus 2000. And do you know who got it for him? Professor McGonagall. That feels like cheating to me. She looks over and she like winks at him. And it's like, Harry Potter, I know you're rich, but as your teacher, I will inappropriately buy you this expensive gift. (laughs) Because I want you to do really well in the sport and I want you to win because Gryffindor is my team. She just loves sports. I want you to win. (laughs) Literally, what? So it's game day. Harry's seeker. Oliver Wood is like, I almost died in my first game. Okay, good luck, Harry. And <laughs> and out they go. <laughs> out they go. The game starts. It's Gryffindor against Slytherin. Of course it is. Um, Harry's broom gets like possessed and starts flicking them all over the place. And Hermione and Ron look over and see Snape bewitching his broom and like doing like a weird chant in his general eye direction. So Hermione goes over and lights his coat on fire and it breaks the trance. So Harry Potter goes and catches the snitch, but he like hits the tip of his broom. So he knocks over and he catches the snitch 
in his mouth. Literally swallows it. He doesn't swallow Pretty it. Much. I don't think it goes down his gullet. I think it may touch the back of his throat. <laughs> he does look like he's going to barf at one point. Yeah. But anyway, he catches the snitch. Gryffindor wins. Yay. Yay. Harry Potter won his first you did the match thing. against Slytherin. So that day or that night, I guess. I don't know. Later it's- on that day. Could be next week. I'm not sure. <laughs> Who knows the timeline here? Miss Ruby as Hagrid takes the kids <laughs> for tea at the hut. Um, Is that and- also allowed? Just like no. tea with a teacher? And- no, it's I guess not he's allowed. not a teacher at this point. But yeah. And he also spills the tea. He spills some beans out here. He's a bean spiller for sure. They're trying to tell him that um, Snape is trying to steal whatever Dumbledore made Hagrid get from the vault. And Hagrid is like, no, don't worry about Snape. It's definitely between Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel. And they're like, who is that? Nicholas, never heard that name before. That's important. Giving them all the information they need. Just Hagrid continues to saying, shouldn't have told you that. Pretty much. Literally what? I should not have said that. I should not have said that. So now it's Christmas. Uh, Hermione's going home to her muggles. Ron's parents are off to Charlie in Romania. They're going to spend Christmas with Charles. Because he's a dragon keeper. He's a dragon keeper in Romania. And Harry Potter and Ron stay behind and they play like 100 rounds of wizard chess probably. Literally all they do the whole time. But uh, Hermione on her way out is like, by the way, if you guys get a chance, head to the restricted section in the library and see if you can find any books on Nicholas Flamel. Yeah, she's like, I won't break the rules, but I'll tell you to do it. Yeah, Hermione. God. I mean, listen, she's a bad bitch. She's like, while I'm out of the castle, you guys can try this because we haven't tried this yet. Well, I can't get in trouble for it. I'm going to tell you guys to try and do this so you'll get in trouble for it. I can't be blamed because I'm not even here. Why is the restricted (laughs) section even there? Like these children... I don't know. Why is it there if they can't read any of the books? Take those books out of there. Put them in Dumbledore's office. I don't know. Do something. Literally lock them away. So it's Christmas morning and happy Christmas, Harry. Happy Christmas, Ron. (laughs) Literally probably one of my favorite lines from all of the movies. Harry Potter. We say this to each other every Christmas. Yeah, literally. Like we wake up and I'll be like, happy Christmas, Harry. Happy Christmas, Ron. Harry Potter gets presents for like the first time in his life. And one of them is the Cloak of Invisibility. Very important. Which is a gift from an unknown person that he got from his father. A.K.A. It's from Sirius Sirius Black. Black. So that night, (laughs) Harry Potter puts on the invisibility cloak and he goes to try and find a book on Nicholas Flamel in the restricted section of the library. Some of these books literally have chains on them. Like, what? Yeah. And Harry Potter, not sneaky. No. He is like knocking lamps over. He's opening books that are screaming in his face. (laughs) He's not doing great. He's not doing great. So he has to run away because he broke his lantern and made too much noise. And Filch and Mrs. Norris, sweet, sweet Miss Norris, they basically know a child is out of bed obviously but he can't see harry because harry has his invisibility cloak on so harry's like running through the castle trying to not breathe heavy because he's invisible and he's doing a horrible job he's breathing very heavy and he's breathing so heavy and he runs into snape and quarrel quarreling <laughs> good one yeah <laughs> thank snape. you so much i've been workshopping that all day <laughs> snape literally has quarrel up against a fucking wall and is like choking him out and he's like questioning him harry's just next to him like <sighs> Having an asthma attack, Snape knows about the invisibility cloak because he used to get bullied by someone who used to use it all the time. So he literally reaches out and tries to like grab for it. It was probably like a reflex back from when he went to school, but obviously it comes up with nothing because Harry backs up and Filch comes running in and he's like, there's a child out of bed. And they all run off to find said child. 
Harry runs into a room and it is the room of requirement. Which obviously at this point we don't know about, but. He needed a place to hide, right? Mm-hmm. And in the room of requirement is the mirror of Erised, uh, which is desire spelled backwards. Now we know. <laughs> he looks into this big giant mirror and he sees his parents, Lily and James Potter. His dead parents. The actor they picked for James is just a big no for me. He looks like a total dorky dweeb. Like he looks like Daniel Radcliffe, but he looks like a dork. And we all know that James Potter was like a dick, a bad bitch, a dick. Like he's more of a Zac Efron than whoever this motherfucker is. Yeah, like, for sure. He's like a total hottie, like cool guy. Mm-hmm. He's not this nerd. Mm-hmm. Who's this nerd? Yeah, I don't know. Jeez. James would bully that nerd. James would have bullied that guy. Yeah. not For sure. Ben him. <laughs> so Harry runs and wakes up Ron, takes Ron to the mirror. Ron looks in the mirror and he sees that he's the head boy and the Quidditch captain. And Harry's like, what about my dead parents? Literally, what a nerd. Like, that's what you desire most is to be the head fucking boy and win Quidditch. When you're 11, yes. Harry goes back to the room of requirement like on another day. And Dumbledore finds Harry staring at his parents and explains like what the mirror is to him. And this is the first time that Harry Potter and Dumbledore have really had like a one-on-one conversation. Mm -hmm. Dumbledore just explains basically that the mirror shows you what you want not necessarily what is possible Mm -hmm. so this is their first little uh heart to heart hermione is back from christmas vacay whoop whoop hope she got a lot of nice things i'm sure she did (laughs) hermione tells them that she's so stupid and that she already read about nicholas flamel and she knows that nicholas flamel is the keeper of the sorcerer's stone and he's like 700 years old or something and the sorcerer's stone will turn any metal into gold so it makes you rich and it also produces the elixir of life which will keep you alive so you live forever and you're rich yeah so that's who nick flamel is he's a rich old man nick flamel nicky nick (laughs) so they go and interrogate hagrid and hagrid has a dragon just an illegal baby dragon egg and that just hatches literally right then and there hagrid and these three are like um first of all i don't think you're supposed to have that but second of all where the fuck did you even get a dragon egg and they're just like having a chit chat conversation hagrid is like guys do not worry about nicholas flamel do not worry about dumbledore do not worry about snape you guys we got this under control don't worry the dragon is born and draco malfoy sees them through the window and goes and snitches on them but he snitches on himself too because he was also out of bed after hours their detention all four of them draco ron hermione harry Harry potter Potter. (laughs) (laughs) yes harry potter their detention is basically to go out into the forest with mrs uh rubius hagrid where they were told not to go because they could die FYI, I don't know if you remember that part of the movie, but they were literally specifically told not to go to the Forbidden Forest because they will die. Well, they're in detention, so they got what's coming to them. Great. Perfect. Sorry if you die out here in your detention. Mr. Filch, who walks them out to meet up with Hagrid, is like, hey, Hagrid, what's up? And Hagrid's just crying, bawling because they took his dragon away from him. No shit. No shit, Hagrid. You can't have a dragon. This is a school for children. Little Norbert. His name was Norbert, which is, I hope they changed it when he got to Romania where they sent him. No, because they definitely mentioned him later. (laughs) Great. Into the forest they go to look for dead unicorns. And then they split up. So 
Hagrid goes off with Hermione and Ron and then Malfoy and Harry are like well then we want Fang and Hagrid's like Fang is a fucking coward but okay (laughs) takes this dog this giant dog slobbering dog and they just go off into the forest and Hagrid's like by the way um we're looking for signs of a hurt unicorn because I keep finding silver blood everywhere so good luck let me know what you find Draco, Harry Potter, and Fang come across a creepy figure in a cloak drinking the blood of a unicorn. Well, he's just like vampires sucking out of a poor unicorn. <laughs> no, he's got a like solo cup probably. Or straw maybe. A I don't know. solo cup. You don't know if he's sucking it out like a vampire. They show his mouth. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I like sure, the solo Jan. cup better. <laughs> I know. I like the straw method. He brought his own <laughs> collapsible straw. <laughs> Draco runs away. Fang is Fang's gone. Fang was already out. Fang's been gone. He ran Fang, away 20 minutes ago. Fang evaporated into thin air. I evaporated. And the cloaked figure drinking the blood of the unicorn starts creepy crawling towards Harry Potter. Hate it. Hate that part. It's so weird. It's A so horror scary. film. Yeah. But then don't worry because Firenze, our Sagittarius daddy. <laughs> yes. Uh, our half horse, half human king he stops the thing from attacking harry potter yeah. i guess he's just scared it i don't know yeah i don't it's know it's very scary harry's big. literally standing there holding his burning forehead and this giant centaur just like pulls up and saves him lucky you harry harry just really does get lucky a lot of the time and then friends just like tells harry potter everything he's like there's dangerous things here at this school remember that guy that gave you that scar yeah you just saw him he's like yeah that was voldemort and harry is like what the actual fuck <laughs> and he's like yeah voldemort just comes up into this forest and drinks unicorn blood so he can stay alive and it's a big price to pay because when you drink unicorn blood you live forever but you're cursed you're living a painful horrible cursed life but you're alive and that's what this mofo is doing and harry potter is like thanks for the news and then uh, Hagrid comes and takes the children back to the school. Great detention. I think a lot of lessons were learned here. I mean, Harry got a lot of information. And Harry now knows that the man that killed his parents and tried to kill him is alive and well. well Walking around. I don't know about alive or well, but he's existing. <laughs> he's there. He's, yeah, exist- he's not alive or he's well. He's existing. He's half dead and really uncomfortable, right. but he's alive. Right. So then next day, a couple days later, who knows? Harry and- Monday. It was Monday. Okay, perfect. Harry and Ron and Hermione are walking and Harry just comes, he has like an epiphany and he's like, how did Hagrid come across this dragon egg? Like he's, he literally even told Harry like he wanted a dragon egg so bad. And Harry's like, he had to have gotten it somehow so runs over to Hagrid's hut just sitting out there playing a flute and he's maybe it was a recorder maybe it was a piccolo it was a flute okay it was no it was because it was down so Harry's like Hagrid how did you get that egg and he's like I just met some man in Nocturne Alley and he gave me the the egg and I told him that magical creatures are great and you know you, to get Fluffy to go to sleep who's my really cool four-headed dog you just play him some music and then Harry's like you're an idiot like you gave the random man the answer to everything then they literally just run away from Hagrid and Hagrid's like what's happening so they go to McGonagall and she tells them, guys, don't worry about it. The Sorcerer's Stone is safe. They're like, can we talk to Dumbledore? And she's like, Dumbledore's not here. Don't worry about the Sorcerer's Stone. I don't know how you found out as much information as you know, but you first years need to stay out of this. So that night, of course, uh, Ron and Harry Potter and Hermione cannot help themselves and they sneak out of the dormitory. They petrify poor Neville, just knock him to the ground because he tries to stand up to them. He's like, stop getting points taken from Gryffindor. 
He's like, I just want to win the house cup. I just want to win the house cup. Petrified. They use the cloak and they go to the third floor corridor and there's already a heart playing. So Fluffy's already asleep. So they think that Snape is ahead of them already. Mm -hmm. They move Fluffy's paw out of the way and open the hatch up and the music stops playing. So Fluffy wakes up and they have to jump in so they don't get eaten. And they're trapped in Devil's Snare. And Hermione knows, obviously, because Hermione knows everything, She's that you genius. just have to relax and the devil snare will let you go. Mm-hmm. So she just relaxes and she drops down through the devil snare. And then Harry Potter starts listening and he drops down through the devil snare. But Ron just cannot relax and he's shaking and shaking and shaking. So Hermione, luckily, again, because she knows everything, she knows that some good old fashioned sunlight will make the devil snare cry. Lumo Salem's that freaking devil snare and ron finally drops out of a giant hole in the ground and falls down with them yay so they enter a room and the room is full of keys with wings and they're flying around the room and there's a locked door context clues the door is old so the key must be old and there's only one old key with a broken wing there's also a broom so harry potter uses his sweet seeker skills and he catches the key the other keys are basically trying to attack him, but really they're keys. It's really not that big of a deal. I feel like that would hurt and the, just the noise from that would be awful. But I feel like if you've got a task, it's it's a kind of an adrenaline rush thing. I don't know. That one seemed like a little... The devil snare I got, the fluffy I got, the chest that comes up in a second I get. But this room, I'm just kind of like, okay. oh, are the, are the keys, are they hitting you? Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, this one's pretty, pretty simple. Yeah, so they get the key and they go through the locked door. The end. Goodbye. Good night. And then... um. It's wizard chess in this next room Mm -hmm. and they all have to play and they get to a point where if Ron basically gives his life up and dies, R.I.P. Ron Weasley. Making one movie. Yeah. Harry can take out the queen or whatever. I don't know how freaking chess works. Yeah. It's like he calls check and then Harry Potter can get checkmate. You don't even know what check means. It means that you're close to the queen and then checkmate means that you win. Really? Yes. I hope that's true or people are going to roast you. Something like that. I played it with dad once. Um, so <laughs> Ron dies. R.I.P. again. Rip, Shout rip out. the ginger. No, guys, Ron does not die. He does get um, hit very hard, though, and he's laying on the chessboard pretty much KO'd. And Harry says, I'm going to continue on, Hermione. I need you to go send an owl to Dumbledore, which we should have done yesterday. Should have done six hours ago before all of this started, but whatever. It's fine. So Harry goes on, and he goes into... A room. A room with the mirror of air set in it. Yeah. And instead of Snape, guess who's in the room? Professor Quirrell. With no stutter, though. Yeah. Stutter gone. Lost the stutter. It was a fake. It was an act. Professor Quirrell is standing in front of the mirror of air said he is basically like uh, Snape was trying to help you this whole time Harry Potter you big moron and also the back of my head here takes off turban this is Voldemort and then Voldemort kind of does all the talking from here yeah so Voldemort is pretty much like you're gonna give me the thing that is in your pocket which is the sorcerer stone I know you have it I can sense it and you're gonna give it to me and then this will all be over and then he's like, you know what, Quirrell, I'm tired of waiting. Attack Harry. So Quirrell starts literally trying to choke Harry out. And then all Harry has to do is touch his hand and he starts burning, which I never fully understood. I don't get it because Quirrell is literally choking him. So his skin is touching his skin. Yeah. What the fuck? And then he literally puts both hands on Quirrell's face. Quirrell's entire face literally solidifies into like ash and blows away and he's dead. R.I.P. Literally the end of it. That took four seconds. The character, not the actor. Harry like passes out. He has the sorcerer stone in his pocket or in his hand or I don't even know. I don't care. It's in his hand now. Whatever. (laughs) Sure, Jan. 
Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, how? Yeah, when he choked him, it just like was fine. But when he touched him, it was different. Like, Maybe I don't that get it. It just had to be his hands. Maybe I don't know. Harry has magical hands. Right. He does. Like, he does. So Harry touches Quirrell's face. Quirrell disappears, but there's like a shadowy figure of Voldemort that escapes the room. Harry passes out. He's got the Sorcerer Stone. Who knows? He's just they won. Yeah. Yay. Question mark. Voldemort's still out there though. So. Right. So Harry wakes up hours later, days later, months later. Who knows? Um, in the school infirmary. It's Monday. <laughs> Perfect. On Monday, Harry wakes up in the school infirmary. Um, surrounded by candy, and Dumbledore walks in, and he's like, "Yo, Harry, welcome back to the real world. What's up?" And Harry's like, "Okay, what happened?" And Dumbledore's like, "Well, we tried to keep this all secret, but everyone knows." So ripperoni dumbledore is not good with secrets i'm gonna i'm gonna be real with you here dumbledore then explains how harry had the stone so i guess i don't know if dumbledore kind of makes it seem like this was his idea and that he be spelled the sorcerer's stone but it can't be found by anyone who wants to actually use it for its purpose so because harry didn't want to use it to become a rich old man he just wanted it to like get rid of Voldemort and save everyone he was able to find it but he didn't really find it he just had it like it doesn't make any sense it has to do with the mirror too like the mirror is involved yeah it's not quite clear but yeah I think it's something along the lines of Voldemort wanted it for bad but Harry wanted it so that Voldemort couldn't have it right so Harry got it had it I have another thing Mm mm-hmm do you think that like Dumbledore convinced Nicholas Flamel to give up his life and his riches and give him the Philosopher's Stone or the Sorcerer's Stone? Because he wanted it for himself? Because isn't Dumbledore old as crap? I think Dumbledore felt, I kind of actually thought about this a little bit more after. I think Dumbledore felt that Nicholas Flamel by himself could not, he knew that Voldemort was going to go after this stone. So he figured that if they, first of all, the bank is the safest, they literally call it the safest place in the world. So he figured it would be safe there. Somehow caught wind that they were going to break in and try and get it. Figured if he could watch it at the school and be spell it, like how is, but who's going to break Nikki, into the school? But why did Nicky have to die? Why did Nicholas Flamel have to die? Because he said he, he would like, have gotten killed by Death Eaters. But he said like, oh, he just gave, he gave himself enough of the elixir to like get his affairs in order or whatever. Why couldn't he just like keep on milking it or something? I feel I don't like know. he just like, knew that the Death Eaters were going to come after him or Voldemort himself was going to come after him and he was going to die either way. I would rather live in fear than die. I, me personally, I'm not, I just don't get it. But then, Maybe like, he was over it. He was like, I'm 697. Right. I don't give a shit. Right. Like dumbledore would be able to watch the stone and save it he's like i would rather give it to dumbledore and me die rather than me get murdered for it and have this really horrible person get a hold of it i guess but i'm selfish as shit and that would not be my decision i mean that's fair (laughs) (laughs) i'd be like dumbledore fuck you i'm gonna stay in hiding and try to keep my life alive as long as i can let voldy come after me for this stone yeah for real yeah he's like seven thousand years old i know he knows some pretty cool magic maybe so I don't know. Anyway, Harry Potter, they win the cup. The yeah. freaking house cup because Harry's brave and Neville's brave and Hermione's brave and Ron's <laughs> brave and Gryffindor wins. Yeehaw. Yay. The end. That's it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we did it. Yay, Harry Potter. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Honestly, I feel like this is one of the ones that is the most true to the book. There is obviously a lot of stuff left yeah. out. But there's a lot of stuff they did include. Well, I can't wait to do number two, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. I can't wait to get to three and four. Those are my favorites. Yes. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Love you, bye. You're a wizard, Harry. 
<laughs> I want to say a quote. No post on Sundays. <laughs> These opinions are our own and are in no way associated with the film or the film's production company. The cover art for Tragical was created by Johnny the Alchemist. The theme song for Tragical was produced by Ja Reezy. Contact info for both artists can be found on their Instagrams, which are linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Tragical. It was like magic. No post on Sundays. Key plays. Lamp plays. Five points from Gryffindor. You're a wizard, Harry. Miss, Miss, Mr, Mr, Mr. Longbottom. Mr. Longbottom. <laughs> I'll take the lot. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Troll in the dungeon. I just thought you ought to know. Happy Christmas, Harry. Happy Christmas, Ron. Tragical. <laughs> this is a Patreon exclusive. Patreon? <laughs> Patreon exclusive. Uh, the statue of the hunchback humped. <laughs> Humped back. Oh my god, this is such a tongue twister. I don't know if I can say it. I know you can. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a funny episode! Oh my god, we were so funny. We were hilarious back then. Yeah, when whenever we recorded the that, fuck, we recorded ten that. years ago. Oh, we were so funny. What a good time. Now we're not funny anymore. It's so sad. I think we're funnier. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that. It was a good time. If you want to hear the other seven episodes, you just have to join Patreon at the... Wolves with Knives. Wolves with... Oh, yes. Wolves with Knives tier mm -hmm. uh, or the Royal Braziers tier. And then you can hear our bonus episodes. That's linked on our website. We also did other movies like uh, Spirited Away. That one's my favorite. It's about ghosts. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Mm, that's a good one. Plan 9 from Outer Space. That movie <laughs> ended my life. <laughs> yeah. I died on that day with that's everybody else in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> We've done Trolls, which is one of my like all time favorite movies. So Beetlejuice. We did Twister, which Melissa and I watched every day in preschool. <laughs> yeah, we've done Madeline, Scoobert Dubert. We also did Sweeney Todd. We love a good musical, bloody musical. It's just so much fun over there on the Patreon. And so you, you know you want to join it. You know you want to listen mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. those fun episodes. And you get videos and you get to see our beautiful faces. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see our faces <laughs> the lorax is coming up i don't know if it's out it's not out yet the lorax will be coming up <laughs> it's coming out soon but if you're on the patreon get excited get ready buckle up because we're doing the lorax baby i have so much weird shit i know about that movie we are only doing the uh seven seconds that are on tiktok right now though of the child of dancing. the child dancing that's, that's it. it it's the whole episode so mm -hmm. get ready for that anyway thanks for listening thanks for letting us have a skip week yeah we just needed it i was traveling Cat looks like quasi fucking moto over here. Yeah, um, I don't know how many of you guys follow me on Instagram, but I got a sty that I don't know what the fuck happened. My whole face blew up on the left side. I had to go to urgent care and get steroids, and I look literally like Quasimodo. I escaped the bell tower. I think you're still beautiful. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.